Welcome to the Mystery School from Los Angeles. It's 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 o'clock in the East, 17 hours universal. And my name is Michael Benner. Our topic in the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School today, July 28th of 2013, is Virtues and Vices. And I'm happy that you're here with us today, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening to the streaming replay on demand or perhaps the podcast. We appreciate it. By the way, I haven't mentioned this in a while, and it'd really be nice to get a couple of recent reviews in the iTunes store. It's real important in terms of people who are browsing, looking for this kind of personal and spiritual development programming for them to have reviews that are up-to-date and current. And I've got about 32 or 33 reviews up there, and they're all real good. Thank you for that. But something current would help out. So especially if you already have an iTunes account with a password, it's a real easy thing to do, and we'd really appreciate it. No hype, just what you sincerely feel about the Mystery School, what you like about it. Any comments that you think might help other people determine whether it's something they might be looking for, I'd really appreciate it. We are available on other podcast directories, but it seems that the vast majority of people do subscribe to podcasts through the iTunes store. Apple sort of invented the whole concept of the automatic download, so we'd appreciate that. Thought I'd mention that today. That would be a virtue (laughs) if you sacrificed a little bit of time to put an honest and sincere review up there. Thank you for that. Our premium training follows at uh, 10.30, about 27 minutes from right now. And if you're enrolled, we'll see you over there or certainly hear you over there. And uh, if not, you can enroll easily at any time even the five-minute break between this program and the premium training. It's really simple. Just take your ATM card, your bank card, and go to theagelesswisdom.com, click on webinars, and then premium training, and you can sign up in about 60 seconds. So let's talk a little bit about this. It's a topic or a field really that goes back to antiquity. The earliest philosophers were concerned with the concept of virtues and vices. I think what I'll do is start with <laughs> start with the vices and then we'll go to the virtues. That's sort of the direction we're supposed to move in because one of the ways of looking at the polarities of the two the good and bad in ethics, is to see it as a ascension or an aspiration or a scale, uh, a ladder of lights that we ascend as we evolve, as we become more mature, as we recognize that, and I think this is important to mention at the top, that our true self-interest is in the way we relate to other people, to our family, to our friends and neighbors, 
to our community, our nation, and indeed to humanity as a single family. The idea that self-interest is limited to the self seems obvious enough, but if you read classical books like Emerson's Self-Reliance, you can see that it's a matter of balance, and we're going to talk about balance a little bit today, that we have to care for ourselves if we're going to have anything to offer other people. I often use the example of the oxygen mask on the airplane, where they tell you to put yours on first, and of course that's not a selfish thing to do, that type of self-interest or self-reliance then benefits everyone. So I think that's where we get a little confused, because if we go no further than what's in my best interest, we become selfish, self-centered, self-conscious, which is an odd phrase. Self-conscious usually means caring about what other people think, but we call it self-conscious. And finding the balance and all of that is really what today's class and many other webinars that we do here is really all about. Balance is a key point in wisdom, that instead of things being this or that, they're often this and that. Instead of finding absolutes in the world, we understand that truth is a relative thing in a matter of degree. And when we talk about virtue in a minute, I want to talk about Aristotle and the golden mean, because when he talked about splitting the difference and finding the balance, he didn't mean the 50-yard line. He actually meant favoring one extreme over the other by a matter of 1.6 to 1. And this golden mean, of course, manifests itself in art and architecture and music and to the classical Greeks was more than a matter of beauty and aesthetics. It was really one of the basic rules of the universe, proportion. Well, a lot of that's been lost and we live in a world that looks for extremes and absolutes. If something is right, it's got to be all right. And if something is wrong, it's got to be all wrong. And people in the world, we believe, are either good or bad. And most people divide the world into good people and bad people. I mentioned in the newsletter this past week how less than Two weeks, I think it was nine or ten days after 9-11, President George W. Bush told a joint session of Congress that you were either with us or with the terrorists. And yet, soon after that, when it became apparent that Bush and Cheney were going to invade Iraq and trumped up charges of weapons of mass destruction, Millions of people all around the world were in the streets opposing that invasion, and they clearly were not terrorists or bad guys. And so a simple-minded statement like 
either or. You're either with us or you're the bad guys. It just doesn't account for all the permutations and variations and and combinations in the middle that wise women and men have understood going back thousands of years, and yet somehow this simple wisdom is lost on us as we seek for the extreme right and the absolute right or the wrong that is so extreme that it is absolute. And many people, especially in the right, but also to some degree on the left as well, politically or culturally, are looking for absolutes. And you're not going to find them. The only absolute would be divinity itself, the totality of life and existence. You could philosophically capitalize the absolute in that regard. But as things play out in the physical, material world, things are relatively true. And so when fast becomes slow or hot becomes cold, big becomes small or vice versa, is a matter of degree. It depends. It's, it's relative. You can save yourself a lot of grief by comprehending and pondering this concept, not only as it applies to virtue and vice and finding an appropriate balance between the two, which may be surprising. Again, you may have approached this program thinking virtue is good and vice is bad, but there are extremes of virtue and there are extremes of vice. There's a yin and a yang or a or a polarity between each of the two. You could think of virtue and vice as being like a vertical bar magnet, the positive virtue at the top and the negative vice at the bottom. But each end would have like a horizontal bar magnet, if you will, like making visualize a capital letter I with a vertical line and then two horizontal lines at either extreme so there's a ebb and a flow, a right and a wrong, a good and a bad, a yin and a yang, at both ends. Virtue can be too much or not enough, and vice could be too much or not enough. We'll, we'll talk about that, and I hope that's, I don't mean to insult anybody, but not too complicated of a concept. Suffice to say, balance is what we're talking about in terms of that horizontal and and the yin and the yang in both ends, and then balance in the middle. We're always looking for balance. And again, if it happens to fall on the 50-yard line, that's just coincidental. It's not usual. In fact, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, Aristotle would argue that it usually falls as a matter of 1.6 to 1. So that's sort of two-thirds, right? So let's talk a little bit about vice, and then we'll talk a little about virtue. And in the free forum, because our time is limited, we'll just touch on these, and maybe I can pique your interest, and you can join us for a more in-depth discussion in the premium training. Now, first thing I think of when I think of vice is the vice squad and law enforcement. This is always been an area of curiosity for me that 
people would attempt to use government and law to legislate morality. So the vice squad is interested in whether you consume alcohol and regulating the percentages of alcohol in a particular beverage and how big a package you can buy it in. I remember when I moved to California from Michigan, I was amazed to find these small half pints and these little airline bottles in the grocery store. Back in Michigan, they had packaged liquor stores. You could not buy liquor in a grocery store. My goodness, uh, it was unheard of, and certainly not in a bottle smaller than a pint. So laws about packaging even, and of course, how old you are, and so on. Gambling, prostitution, recreational drugs, these are so-called victimless crimes, but nevertheless are very popular when it comes to legislating at the federal or state, the county, even the local level. And uh, zoning laws, for example, are used uh, to contain certain businesses. You don't want the adult bookstore right next to the elementary school, for example. So we've always tried to legislate morality and really never had much luck at it. But the vice squad is one thing that comes to mind when I think of vice. And, of course, in religion, we have vices that are referred to in all of the major religions. In Christianity, there's a couple of basic principles that vices come from the individual human being as instincts, base animal-like impulses that we have to learn to manage or control because they can become perverse. For example, the way love could be perceived as lust. It even vibrates lower in the body. Lust is more toward the base of the spine. You can feel that energy down in your hips and in the groin for lust, whereas Love can be absolutely as passionate as lust, but it resonates much higher in the torso, up in the area of the heart itself. So this idea that vices come from some sort of animal based instinct and that it may be okay for an animal to experience lust, it's part of how it procreates, but we're supposed to manage and control those impulses and, again, lift ourselves in the direction of the virtue. So it would be virtuous to manage the vice. Not a lot of Americans are familiar with Buddhist philosophy, though it is among the most ancient, and they're very clear on the ethics of vice and virtue. A typical list of Buddhist vices would include an absence of shame, also the absence of embarrassment. So are we saying that shame and embarrassment are virtues? Well, no, not exactly. Jealousy and parsimony, you know what parsimony is sort of like a stinginess, 
being a little tight with purse strings. Remorse, interestingly, distraction and drowsiness. Now, while these are Buddhist vices, you would not think of those as vices in the Judeo-Christian, Islam, Western world. To be tired, to be drowsy, to be easily distracted, and yet to the Buddhist, these are vices. And of course, uh, anger, concealment of wrongdoing, and something called torpor. Torpor is a state of decreased activity, um, well, usually described in an animal. To be slothful, to be lazy, would be torpor. And that, of course, is seen as a vice in the Buddhist model. So let me go. I have a list here that I pulled together of some virtues. I wanted to touch quickly on the classic Platonic virtues, which we find in Western philosophy, so-called cardinal virtues, which are temperance, prudence, courage, and justice. So temperance is what the Buddhist would call equanimity. It's sort of a balanced uh, tolerance and patience. Prudence, of course, is wisdom. This goes beyond simply being intelligent and having knowledge, beyond knowledge to a deeper understanding of that knowledge, even including the wisdom, if you will, to pause and reflect um, before you make a decision, to look before you leap, to think twice, which we're taught in grade school as little kids and then immediately forget. Uh, courage and justice, these are the cardinal uh, virtues. I've already talked a little about Aristotle and his idea of uh, a golden mean or a balance between virtue and one extreme of the virtue and the other extreme of the virtue or between one extreme of the vice and the other extreme of the vice. In other words, what might be a good example? Your attitude about money. So it might be virtuous to be generous, but there is a balance that has to be found between being not generous enough or calling attention to your generosity. Look at me, look at me, aren't I generous? And then on the other hand, being foolhardy, giving all your money away and forgetting the basic needs of you and your family and overlooking your responsibility. And again, Aristotle would argue that the balance would not be on the 50-yard line, but would be about two-thirds toward one or the other. The golden mean is 1.6 to 1. And so you can imagine where he would find that balance. It would be in moving toward being more generous, right? But obviously not foolhardy. Or courage, the same kind of thing. You could be, in terms of courage, foolhardy and and reckless, while demonstrating courage, which is a virtue. And then again, uh, you could be courageous, but uh, too careful and unwilling to take a chance. Judaism certainly has 
its virtues, and Christianity draws largely from that. Every religion, Islam and Hinduism, have their virtues. Buddhism, the virtues are generally thought of as the fourth noble truth, which is the noble eightfold path. There are four basic tenets or principles in Buddhism that first, life is suffering, and secondly, that we set ourselves up for it by desiring things to be other than they actually are. We refuse to accept reality, so we suffer as a result. The third truth is stop. Stop doing that, and you'll stop suffering. And the fourth is how to do that, how to stop. And that's the Noble Eightfold Path, which includes right view, basically realizing the Four Noble Truths, mindfulness, this is a mental ability to see things as they actually are, right concentration, in other words, don't be easily distracted, remember that's a a vice in Buddhist philosophy, and then there are four others, and they have a special name in Sanskrit that I really can't pronounce, but it translates as divine states. And these virtues in Buddhism are loving-kindness, that's hyphenated, that's one, loving-kindness, then compassion, altruism, and learning to accept loss and gain, learning to basically understand acceptance. This is a very hard virtue for Westerners to understand because we have this manifest destiny idea that we ought to be able to force things to comply to our will and acceptance is very contrary to Western American and European philosophy. But like anything else, it needs to be understood in a balanced way. So we'll cover this in a little more detail in the premium training in just a few minutes. Hope you can join us over there. Again, enroll for just a pocket full of change for a single class, for a 13-week quarter, or a full year at theagelesswisdom.com after the W's dot theagelesswisdom.com. Click on webinars and then premium training and the thank you page and an email also will have the URL for the premium training and the password that you need to get in. You can listen by web feed, telephone, or Skype, or come back and listen anytime with the replay on demand feature and even download the MP3 to your computer, which we recommend. You can save it and store it that way. I'm going to check the Q&A. We have uh, a real good turnout here today, and I appreciate you guys coming in live whenever possible. I see a few people have said hello. Carol's always here in uh, La Habra. And hello, Carol. It's nice to hear from you. And she's saying hello using the little text box in the lower left. Uh, Peter, who's in Sacramento, is here. And uh, Bill in Toledo, Ohio, also says hello and has a comment. I'm going to also check my email, mb at theagelesswisdom.com, mb at theagelesswisdom.com if you want to email me. Thanks a lot for being here. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. 
We'll talk to you next week. So long from L.A. This is Michael Benner.